Hindu temple, posted April 19, 2012. The year was 1987. We were nearing the completion of our three-year commission to India by the Korean church. We needed to sell our vehicle in preparation for returning to the United States. The way you sell things in India is just put the word out among the local villagers. News travels fast in these remote areas. A young man named Benny told me this Hindu priest was wanting to purchase my vehicle and if I would come up to the temple he would pay me. Local pastors in India warned me never to accept invitations to Hindu temples. So I refused many invites by these Hindu priests. So I told Benny no. Benny told me this is different. He only wants to buy your vehicle. It is simply business. So I decided to go. So Benny got in my vehicle with me and we made the steep pull up the mountain into the remote tribal area of Yerkod. As we approached the front entrance of this big Hindu temple, I could smell the sweet fragrance of incense sticks burning in the temple. We were greeted at the front entrance by two young beautiful girls. It could have been even been teenagers. One girl went on my left side and the other on my right side. They put one hand to my hand and the other hand on my forearm and escorted me into the temple. I felt like the chosen king on prom night back in high school. With their collective beauty, perfumes, and incense burning in the temple, I began to feel sedated. I began to feel sorry for the folks back home in America. Then the thought hit me, where's Benny? As I was escorted deeper into this temple, some things began to trouble me. The doors into the rooms and halls had iron gates on them, much like a jail cell. There seemed to be a lot of girls in this temple, some not modestly dressed either. Then I walked by this European-looking guy sitting on the floor with his head shaved. This man was like staring into space. His eyes were glassy, and his soul looked empty. I glanced into one room as he walked by, and there were these three iron stakes anchored into the cement floor with leather straps tied to them. I asked one of my escorts where we were going. I cannot completely describe the foreboding feelings that I had at this time. The girls told me they were taking me to a guest room where the Hindu priest will give me the money for the vehicle. Even though I wanted to pull away and get out of there, I was like mesmerized by the spiritual atmosphere there. It was like something was taking control of me, much like a cobra spitting his venom into the air in a room to disable his victims. The girls finally took me into this room and asked me to sit down in the chair. The girls pulled the curtain over the door and left the room. This room only had one chair in the middle of the room and I was sitting on it. No pictures on the walls and only one door to exit the room. There were no windows either. I began to feel more concerns. I got out of my chair, moved the curtain back, but the iron gate was locked behind the curtain. No time to panic. 
but I did begin to sweat. I went back to my chair. Where was Benny? Suddenly two different girls came from behind the curtain. They were pretty and young as the first two, but were not modestly dressed. They wore short grass skirts with their tops adequately displayed, chanting and dancing around me in my chair. They had ankle chains on their legs with bells attached, so when they danced the bells would jingle. They had tambourines they were beating. My natural defenses began to further abate. My thoughts were now, who cares where Benny is? As the girls would dance, chat, and sway their bodies around me, with the beat to the music, they began to make eye contact with me. They would fix their eyes on my eyes, and then shift their eyes rapidly, left to right, and then right to left. I began to feel dizzy. This one went on for about 10 or 15 minutes. I really lost track of time. I was now moving into a deeper hypnotic state. Then the girls abruptly left the room. I wanted to get out, but now I was unable even to move out of my chair. I was like unable to respond to my natural senses. I would later learn the European-looking guy was made a eunuch in the temple, along with some other fellows there. Now there was an ominous quiet period while I was waiting for the next act. Suddenly these huge drums began to beat. Then I began to hear this male voice chanting in the distance. This voice began to get louder and louder as this man got closer to me. I could also hear a tambourine beating. Suddenly this huge man broke through the door curtain. He must have weighed 300 pounds and looked like a sumo wrestler. He was bare-chested with bright colors were painted all over him. He, like the girls, were dancing, chanting, and banging on his tambourine and trying to focus his eyes on mine. He had a full beard and long hair. He looked like a bat out of hell. The girls softened me up, and this guy was going to take me down. Then about a dozen girls entered the room and joined the high priest with their chants and dances. Yes, the choir was now in place. His cheerleaders were behind him. Then behind the girls stood Benny. Betrayal at his best. I cried out to Jesus and called on his blood to break this demonic spell. Suddenly this spirit of control over me was broken. Yes, in the twinkling of an eye, Satan's spell over me was broken. The priest with his harem stopped and left the room. I got up out of my chair, left the room and temple, and drove my vehicle back to Yurkod. I sold my vehicle in Madras, Chennai, and we left India for the United States. These Hindu priests make prostitutes out of the women and enochs out of the men. I would advise you to stay away from Hindu temples. Thank you. James and Hamsa Sasi, GodWhoIsGod.com